0: Open this, and I will make sure it doesn't. Please close. fasten
1: your seatbelts. Hello, Moto. All right, let's do this. Let's do this.
0: <laughs> All right. I love oh, those commercials. <laughs>
2: Hello, no Moto. Uh, okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the bundle of hers. Margot here, and we have everyone in the studio again. So harjeet Lean, and Bushra. And today we wanted to talk about something that came up in one of our classes. So. As part of the curriculum here at Utah, we have a class called Layers of Medicine, which is kind of like our humanities course. We talk about the things um, that make a doctor a doctor that aren't found in textbooks. So many of the topics we've talked about on this podcast have um, kind of reflected what we talk about in Layers of Medicine. And so a recent issue that came up, we read an article about whether undocumented immigrants should receive basic health care here in the U.S. And that kind of sparked the question surrounding this podcast is, is healthcare care a right or a privilege? And we, as the bundle of hers, unanimously agree that healthcare care is a right. And for me personally, having recently taken the Hippocratic Oath and learning about medical ethics in class, I believe it's completely unethical to deny access to health care to people. I want to open it up. Harji, what do you think, or what are your opinions on the ethics or universal healthcare
0: as a right? Um, I think that, you know, ethics kind of are ingrained in all decisions that we make. And I also, like you've already mentioned, believe that healthcare is a right. I think that's something that I came in believing when I started medical school or even understanding what medicine means to me. Um I think we're, guided a lot by the way that we perceive information mm-hmm. so like for me that's something that i have formulated and i think it's it shows in all the work that i do i know there's a lot of things that a person has to critically think about before um, giving the knowledge that they have or use utilizing it for a, like a solution but in that same sense being healthy or getting to a point where a person is healthy, I think that's kind of an ultimate goal like we all have. And I want to support that. And so for me, I believe healthcare should be given to anyone and everyone. So, Brusha, you had a thought?
3: Yeah. So for me, the way that I look at it is if something is not all right, then you basically have to. It's either a consumer good where you basically buy yeah. Whatever is needed. Right. And that's mm-hmm. the way healthcare is for the most part in this country. It's a consumer good. You buy it if you have the means or you get it through your employment. But some people do have full time jobs. They work 40 hours plus and still can't afford healthcare. And so for me, when I think about those people who don't necessarily have a job that's willing to give them health insurance or they can't afford it, through their job, the fact that they work very hard and mm-hmm. still can't get adequate health care to me is a travesty, right? And so when I think about it as a good and people who need it, everybody needs health care. Everybody needs to be healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And if you can't get it because you can't afford it, that's where the ethical the issue comes
0: in. Right. So I've, I have a question. So are you saying like it's more of an accessibility thing? I think it is something that we need to provide
3: everyone in this country, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because we all need it at one point or another. I'm healthy. I'm a healthy 24 year old right now. And I don't know. I don't have any health issues at this particular moment. But there will be a moment in time where I will need to have access to health care. And some people might argue you always have access to health care because, you know, you have your emergency rooms or blah, blah, blah. But that's not where we should be getting regular checkups, um, seeing our main doctor shouldn't be the ER physician. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. We need primary care. We need to, our own primary care physicians. And I think that would probably alleviate some of the issues that we do have with like ER wait times and stuff like that. Yeah. So we
2: all, we all agree that it, it should be a right and it is unethical to not have equal access to healthcare. But the unfortunate story is that in our country, there is a huge gap in the access to healthcare, as Bushra was just mentioning. And from our perspective, this seems to be like very divided among the borders of socioeconomic status. And so, Lean, earlier when we were talking about this podcast, um, planning it, you had an, an interesting
1: example. Do you want to share? I know earlier we mentioned how healthcare, we all agree that it's a right. I know that there's a view out there that rights are given to people who of our certain nationality have a certain documentation or people who have not had those rights revoked as in like being in prison. Um, I'm posing this as a question to all of us. What are your guys' thoughts on healthcare for those who have had, like for instance, who are in prison versus someone who is not and the access to health care, how is that, you know, there is a different quality of care that is given to each side and and access issues for both. So what are your guys' thoughts on that?
2: Right. I think I think that presents an interesting paradox, right, Lean? Like one person in the community who can't afford health insurance, that same person in prison has probably access to excellent health care. They could get chemotherapy if they needed it. And I, I agree prisoners have just as much right to health care as any other citizen of the world. Um, but in our country, unfortunately, that person unfortunately has to be in prison to get that health care if they can't afford it outside of prison. So I think that's a very interesting dilemma and paradox that we have in our community. Um, I don't see how we, we can offer it to prisoners but not extend that out to the general population.
3: So basically the prisoners... It, everything that goes into the prison system is taken out of taxpayers, right? Um, and so that's how, you know, the food, healthcare, all those things that are necessary to keep a po- person alive that they get is through, um, taxpayer money. And so I just don't understand why we don't extend that to everyday working citizens in the United States. And I think a lot of people are just afraid of like, well, I don't want to pay for someone else's health care. But yeah. we do we have a lot of things that are socialized in this country. Um, the police department, um, the fire department, all these examples are are of things that are socialized, meaning public
0: education.
3: Public education. People have access to these things. And so like that would be my solution is to have something like single payer uh single payer healthcare to kind of remedy that.
0: I've noticed that humans are very like motivated by money and, you know, like, of course, you know. yeah. And so I think that I think the issue then becomes that the people that are in charge of making these decisions, you know, we we often think about ourselves first. Mm. So I wonder if that's kind of playing into and that's where ethics kind of gets confusing because you can do a million different things, yeah, but you can only do so much if you don't have the support of the systems with you. And you know what's really difficult, like being in this field, we're going to become physicians, right? Mm -hmm. And these kind of things are going to impact our care. And sometimes I almost wonder, like, if I had no outside influences and I could just do my science, just do my medicine, Mm -hmm. how the outcome of my patients would be, right? Like, we have to think about all this makes our job harder which is okay because we should be thinking about every single piece of the puzzle yeah these are things that like when i was gonna come into this field i was thinking about that i want to do a million things i want to save a million lives but i can only do so much yeah Uh, i would say not only this field but i feel like a lot of things are money driven so this reminds me of something
1: that I heard. I can't remember where I heard it. I was listening to the radio or reading an article. I can't remember exactly. But um I mean, capitalism is a huge part of this issue, right? Especially when it comes to insurance and affordability. And there was a note in that in what I was reading or listening to about how the insurance companies are now playing or stepping into the role of the physician on telling you the time of care that you can provide, the amount of care you can provide. And it's and they don't have the right or they don't have the license to practice, yet they're stepping in our positions or as physicians, they're stepping in their positions and saying this is what you can offer and this is not. Mm -hmm. And so the article was based around um it's time for physicians to step back up and show the insurance companies that I have my license for a reason. And this is my right to practice or what is it called when you can when you're allowed to work with patients and provide healthcare advice? Yeah.
2: License to practice.
1: License to practice. Um, whereas insurance companies do not have that. You know, they come from a money right. point of view. And so the article is kind of saying, like, when are doctors going to step up to the plate and take their place back as the physician mm-hmm. when it comes to insurance companies and so that we can fix this gap? You know, do you so,
2: remember, did the article say or suggest any ways that doctors could step up?
1: So the article was saying when insurance companies are making these criteria for how long a person can be treated for and etc. Or what um, they'll cover. And what they'll cover. Exactly. That the physician needs to be on board and say, no, this illness, this whatever we're treating takes this long. And this is what we're going to be expecting to follow up. And they need to very much voice their medical knowledge or part of it in these decisions.
3: Like for me, when I think about like what you're saying, Lean, I think that like insurance companies have a lot of power, right? This is essentially how you're going to get paid, right? Because yeah. people, normal people, average, the average American can't afford the astronomical healthcare costs. I think I read somewhere the number one cause of bankruptcy in this country is healthcare related. Yeah. And so they can do that because they're the ones that are basically going to pay you as a physician and anything extra has to come out of the patient's pockets, right? right. And if you can't afford it, if you don't have the money to pay for it, you're not going to pay it, right? And so it's just like...
1: Right. So there has to be some type of, you know, that that's a big issue that needs to be addressed. And so I don't know what the solution is, but there has to be a change to that system.
3: I think relinquishing some of the power that they have, insurance Mm -hmm. companies have, would be a great start. But I think getting everyone on the same page to that is also different because we have basically you have to change policies right if you want to change that you have to make policy changes which is kind of like a step ahead and to make policy changes you have to get involved with the government and so that's where gets, other
0: frustration
3: that's, that's <laughs> where it gets tricky
0: but this brings up actually a really really great point i think a lot of times we as um, professionals we think like we're only going to do our job right but we forget that Again, everything's tied to a system. And for that, I think we also need to take that as medical students, we need to take that initiative to learn about government, learn about policy making, learn about how we can be a part of changing healthcare because we're the ones who are meeting these patients. Right. And that's kind of something I've even noticed is maybe a little bit missing in our education. Like, what do you think is the solution for that, for us? I know it's something that we shouldn't be expected of because that's not the reason why we started, but it impacts our, the way we're going to give healthcare. Mm-hmm. So first, my first question is, do you think that all physicians or to be physicians should understand the government system, should understand healthcare policy making? And second is, should they be a part of it? What do you, what do you all think? I think that's an individual basis, right? Mm-hmm.
3: For me I would say I would want to be a part of it because I see I would see the impact of it, right? And I would know better than some lawmaker who sees it from the outside and who might be influenced in other ways to right. make to make, you know, decisions against what I what I would deem um acceptable. Yeah. Um so I would say yeah, I would want to be involved, but Um, that would, it's like an added thing that you have to do on top of your job. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's my whole dilemma too. It's like, I want to see that healthcare is getting to my patients in a certain way, but that also means that I have to be a part of making change. But that also means that I have to do a whole bunch of extra things that I thought I would never be doing. But now that I'm growing up here and understanding how the healthcare system works, it's something I feel like I almost have an obligation to do. Yeah. And also, I think
3: I think we usually think from like a primary care perspective. But if right. I'm like if I'm specializing in something and I'm making a lot of money and a lot of these things are benefiting me, like I don't think that I would want to anything per se.
0: I get that. I don't know. So that's where I think that's where the internal conflicts come yeah. in, right? So Margo, um, kind of that same question, I was wondering, like, do you think we should be, again, involved in healthcare policymaking as physicians?
2: I think we we should. And, and like you said earlier, it is um, unfair that that's something that maybe we have to add on to our already Arduous workload that we'll undoubtedly have as physicians. Um, but I think it's, it's one thing about the way the system is set up, the, our government is set up is that we do have a voice. But like you said, I don't know what those channels are or how to get there or how to, to advocate for policies that I want to see changed or even like, you know, what the first step in doing that would be. And, and like you emphasized earlier, I think that is something that is lacking in our medical school education. I would love to take a class, an interprofessional class with law students. And I think it would be great for them to, you know, learn what we, you know, like how medical profession works mm-hmm. in isolation. And we learn how you go about making policy changes or fighting current laws that's just something that I think would be very intriguing. And I don't know if any medical schools across the country are doing that right now. If you're a listener and that's part of your curriculum, we'd love to
0: hear about it. You brought up a really great point. I think to change anything, you need to add your voices and experiences. And I think a lot of the times we have that fear, like, can we speak up about this? But it's literally just how you feel. And I kind of feel like that with the podcast that we're doing, like this is us knowing how we can think about different perspectives, I think that will, that like helps us a lot. Um, Lean, do you also, what do you also want to add on to this? Um, I'm actually,
1: I'm thinking about this and I think it's very ironic from my perspective. Um, when applying to med school or, you know, ever since I wanted to be a doctor, people would always ask me, why don't you go into, you know, be an international representative in like politics because you really want to do global health and things like that. And right. and my response was always, um, I don't want to be the person on top making rules below. I want to be the person down on the field making the change because I I think the system takes forever to ever work, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's ironic now as, you know, going into the medical field who else is going to be the representative at that level? You know, right. Who else is going to be the representative in the system? I mean, if we have the insurance companies do it, that's that's where we're at right now. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a love hate relationship in my aspect. It's like oh, I hate I hate dealing with policies in terms of like making them, and you know, I I like a system set, and I like to work within my limits within a system and apply what I can do to help directly you know mm-hmm. and now i have to go and learn law that sounds that sounds boring that sounds <laughs> yeah. so bad for me i don't like it yeah. so, right you know
2: what do you guys feel like as medical students like right now in the system that we are in right now what do you feel like we can do to help combat
3: like this unethical dilemma we're posed with so i don't think there is much that we can do as a medical student even as a resident maybe even as an attending i doubt that there is much that we can do at the moment but i think at the level of like you know we have midterm elections coming up in uh 2018 that's where the real change happens is when you elect officials who um have your best interests at heart and so the best way to do that is to go out there and vote for for policies and and people who policies that you believe in and people who will implement those policies
1: I think um what we can do is as daunting as it sounds I mean education you know is a big part of it mm-hmm. is we need to understand now how the system works and how it and how it works around the healthcare field so that once we get into it you know we'll be more knowledge in that we'll we'll find more outlets if we need to and
0: Harjeet what about you I think that it's important that when we meet with patients we understand their perspective of how money is impacting the decisions they're making with that hopefully we can see how they're feeling about this like i know the experiences my parents have had with insurance companies right but i wonder if this is something that a lot of people um feel like if i see any trends um that's something that i could like watch out for another thing i i think um is important is that just like really knowing how to do our own jobs well, getting the practice, learning how to figure things out well so that when we do practice, we choose cheaper options. We choose options that are um, can get the job done. And then, like I had already said, I think just like making sure our voices are out there. I know that we are medical students, but like, you know, even if it's just a discussion with our classmates to start thinking about these things a lot of people don't know how to answer things because they've never been questioned. And I think I've noticed that I've changed a lot when people have started asking me questions. Then I start thinking of things that I never would have thought of. Now that we are having this conversation, maybe because of this in the future, I will make a different decision.
2: did mm-hmm. I think that's such a great point. The Maintaining the attitude that we can make a change, even if we don't know how, just having that, the idea in you to be empowered to figure out how is so important.
0: Yeah. So, while recording this podcast, we put up a story on our Instagram page that's Bundle of Hers, for those that don't know. Um, and we asked the question um, Is healthcare a right? So, the results that came out in the last half hour were 86% say healthcare is a right, and 14% think that it's not a right. It's really informative that there still is that side that some people don't think it's a right. So I think that's also another thing that we can work on. We can understand the people. Like I think in this room, we all agree that it's a right, but really understanding what, why people think that it's not a right. So
2: we'd love to continue the conversation, whether on our Instagram or Facebook page. Leave us a note as to why or why not you think healthcare is a right. And also, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you download your podcasts, and we'll tune in with you next time. Thanks. You, you
0: I it. made it. I think it worked out. Yes. Want is like okay. Say it I again. I want a Lamborghini,
3: <gasps> I know, <laughs> but do I need one? No. <laughs>